0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending. And now without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, Who's got the first question? i got a question. Uh, Trent Cram from The Independent. (laughs) Really? Trent Krim from The Independent, are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really, who, who let this guy in?
0: Are there too many college football bowl games? Should the decision makers roll back the number of postseason opportunities so that teams that can only manage a 500 record aren't rewarded? And what about those seasons when there aren't even enough 500 teams to fill the slots and teams with losing records get bids? Is that right? Well, this season, there are 44 bowl games that will feature 88 teams, all with 500 or better records, taking the field for your viewing pleasure. And regardless of where you come down in this argument, you'll probably be watching. It's football, after all. This week on Knutson and the Commission, Carl and I are joined by Alan Gooch, the man who heads up the Cure Bowl, which this season kicks things off on Friday night, December 17th. It is, after all, the most wonderful time of the year. And can there be too much ice cream? It's Knutson and the Kamish, back to kickoff bowl season right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com.
1: Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information.
0: Carl, we get lots of controversy this time of year. Not, not big controversy like NIL and controversy, but controversy nonetheless. Uh, people saying there are just too many bowl games. You know, undeserving teams going to the bowl game, blah, blah, blah. I don't know where you stand on this. Here's my stance. I don't think we can get enough football to watch. I think people want to watch football. I don't care if it's two six and six teams. People want to watch football games. And if it's a bowl game, so be it. I don't know how the college football playoffs is going to change this. We'll talk about that as we go. But um, I'm, I'm not somebody who thinks there are too many bowl games. I, as long as the team has a 500 record, let them play another postseason game. What do you think?
1: Well, again, when you look at the growth and, and really exponential growth of the bowl season, And in the number of games, you know, going back to 1970, there were 11 bowl games in 1980, there were 15, 1990, there were 19, 2000, it jumped to 25, 2010 it jumped to 35 and today we're at 44. So, you know, the NCA has tried to regulate uh, from time to time. I, I did a little, a little walk back in history and there's uh, there's coach Gooch yep. but uh, walk back in history and you know there were complaints back in the in the 30s and 40s
2: mm-hmm. when there
1: were only five bowl games yep. that yep. there were way too many and the <laughs> exploitation and you yeah. know the the Carnegie Institute uh, did a study on you know on college football and how detrimental uh, the, the college bowl games were to you know the health and safety and, and everything else. And uh, so you know it, this is not a, a new subject. In fact there's a there's a headline here in, in one of the online stories that says, People have been whining about too many bowl games for like 100 years now. <laughs> from yeah. the time from the time that the Rose Bowl from the time that the Rose Bowl was the only the only, ball, yeah. the only bowl yeah. game in 1926 yeah. or whatever it was. To, to
0: that yeah. I to that I would tell those people then don't watch if you don't want to <laughs> don't you nobody's making you watch but a lot of people certainly are and they'll start watching Carl on Friday night this year an earlier start than usual the uh, tail greeter sorry. Cure Bowl <laughs> is being played on uh, in Orlando on Friday night. Mountain time starts at 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock Eastern, East Coast time, and you brought a special guest along to talk about it.
1: Well, we sure did, and uh, thanks, Mark. And, yes, the happiest time of the year for the sport of college football begins this weekend as the first of two of those 44 games will be played uh, beginning Friday night, and one of those games Friday night will be the tail greeter, not yes. the tail gator, yeah, the tail greeter Cure Bowl in Orlando formerly known as the AutoNation Cure Bowl. And our special guest today is the executive director and the founder of the Cure Bowl and my good friend, Alan Gooch. Uh, Alan, thanks so much for joining us today. Not only is this the happiest time of the year, but also the busiest time of the year for you and your staff as you prepare for Friday night's game between Western Kentucky and Coastal Carolina. This is the seventh year of the Bowl. Give the listeners a brief history of how the Cure Bowl he came back in 2015, the 40th college football game at that time.
2: Well, first, before I, I started into that, uh, Mark, thank you for ha- having me, and very glad commissioner to Commissioner Carl Benson. I still call him Commissioner Mark. So, he's, do uh, so do we. So do we. He's he'll a commissioner. That's right. He'll always be my commissioner. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Cure Bowl, our first game was 2015, but I, I got to tell you it wouldn't have happened without Carl Benson's leadership at the Sunbelt Conference at the time. The Sunbelt was in, uh, you know, looking to expand their, their, bowl, uh, their, their, their bowl opportunities for their team, yep. and uh, Carl loved what we were proposing, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, I know that Commissioner Benson has started, you know, I think seven, maybe 11 bowls. Uh, we're like just bad. one of them, but uh, yeah, he's, he's had what an influence that he's had uh, with college football in general, being able to provide postseason bowl opportunities for kids.
0: Yeah. So I think all three of us in agreement, we, we're not in the too many bowls camp. I don't think that, and I don't really get the, the thought process behind there are too many bowls. I get the thought process behind teams with under 500 records shouldn't be playing in bowl games that I get, but if you got enough teams and we do this year, nobody no no uh, teams without winning records are playing this year let them play what's we're all going to watch
2: a- absolutely you're all going to watch i mean that's that's why they're there i mean if it was uh if there was a lot of uh interest in watching uh, you know, I don't want to be degrading anything, but if there was an interest in watching anything, yeah, it would anything be on right. Monday through Sunday And in right. college football and professional football is just that. So, yep. you know, the popularity is there and that's that's why they're there. You know, the, the, I, I listened to you both uh, before I came on and I did not know the history of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really shock. Me. No, it doesn't. It's been whining for 100 years. You know, the, the thing Carl and I, Commissioner Bitson and I were actually talking about it yesterday. Why is it they're, you know, whining about the March Madness and, and how mm-hmm. many basketball games? It's just kind of a shocker that they take a poke at football yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of everything. But yep. you know, college football is in demand. Absolutely. But when you look at it,
1: Alan, and and you know, and back, it took you six or seven years to get to 2015 through the NCAA's regulatory, the the requirements they put on bowl games. That you needed two two conferences yep. to to even get certified by the NCAA, and and it was really I think that the growth of the bowl system uh, resulted in commissioners, not just myself but others, when their memberships, you know, were getting uh, winning record teams that were not going to bowl games, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and the pressure that was put on the commissioners to go out and you know and start bowl yeah. games it really changed yeah. the business model
2: yeah.
1: and then uh you know espn recognized the value yeah. of bowl week that not just you know not just the six or seven but now nearly 13 or 14 bowl games uh you're right i mean yeah. people are watching bowl games beginning friday night regardless of of who's playing right and and it's become a part of you know, really, you know, December holiday tradition.
0: It really has. And I think, um, keep this in mind too, that what people fuss about it, and I, I guess I don't get that, but it's not a money maker. They're saying, well, it's a money grab. It's not a money grab. These teams yeah. break even most of the time when they go to bowl games. It's, it's the non-monetary benefits of, of having your team go to a bowl game. You're not, if you're not going to one of the big giant bowls, you're not making a ton of money on, yeah. on that particular game um yeah. but if you're going to a bowl game you give your alumni and your supporters and your fans so much uh, uh, such an experience to build your program with there's value that's not monetary is that right alan
2: that is correct you know that you're absolutely right mark and, and commissioner will tell you it's not a break even for sometimes you yeah. lose it on, right on, on. you have to buy tickets and everything yeah absolutely so you but it is a great experience for both right. institutions to get to play but you know bowls were all started and when i i I'm a, I'm an old football coach posing as a bowl guy, and when I got involved, uh, Commissioner Benson recommended that I read the uh, the Fifty Year Seduction, you know, and it, it was understanding. I understand football inside the lines, but not outside the lines. Mm-hmm. That really that would put a big perspective on it, and I, I had no idea until I read that book that the Rose Bowl was actually started by the Rose Parade Committee it was the Rose parade that was looking for other ancillary activities to drive people to Anaheim. And somebody in a room said, how about a football, a football bowl game? And that's how, that's how mm-hmm. that got started. So, you know, most bowls were, were, were created by chamber of commerce and groups. who right, right. were just trying to drive traffic to their communities, right? The money that's made in the bowls, you know, the, if you want to call it a money grab is the communities that benefit. Yes, exactly. You know, and they, that's a really good money. point. Yeah, the Economic Development uh, co- Commission here in Orlando, even for the Cure Bowl, has said that we put a $20 million economic impact on this community for the bowl. And he that's what Food and beverage, right, rental sure. cars, Airplanes.
0: And you're doing a lot more than that with the Cure Bowl in particular, because you you're one of the few bowls that's out there. Here's what we're about: we're about raising money for cancer research. We're we're trying to we're find trying to find a cure. Baseball does something like that a little bit. Football they wear the pink and yep. you know items on their clothing, but you guys are all about it. We
2: are, uh, Mark. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I believe all bowls do have a charity component. Right. We're are we are a little different. You're honestly. just front we're center, yeah. Now. Yeah, we do put it out front. And we're, we are like major league baseball and stand up to cancer mm-hmm. and, and uh, the NFL's peak, tober, you know, that they do, right. uh, but we're you know, and cancer is not the death sentence it used to be because of all of these right. entities that are working towards that. It's still not over, but you know, we're, we're in there with the rest of the group trying to do that. Yep. So I heard a
1: coach. I heard one, one of your fellow coaches and they always say, you know, there, there's, there's no such thing as too many ball games, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do remember, I do remember one of my commissioner colleagues uh, and I'll, you know, I'll throw him under the bus. Uh, you know, Jim, Jim Delaney and I have thrown each other under the bus many, many times. <laughs> we got to get, we got to get him yeah, on. We got to get him the on 30, over the last 30 years, but we are getting him you know, on the show. We are when, when there was around the, around the room of commissioners talking about, you know, and, and the little guy, I was always representing the little guys and, and I'd say, you know, wait a second you know, Jim, you've never had to tell the University of Wisconsin that they can't go to a bowl game, you know, with a, you know, with a record of, you right. know, of, of, of whatever it G4, is. Yeah. yeah, And uh, his, his retort sometimes was, well, you know, even, even too much ice cream is too much. That was his, <laughs> one of his, one of his little, and, and Jim was a brilliant guy. I mean, yes. Jim was, the, some people tried to be the smartest guy in the room. Jim Delaney truly was always the smartest guy in the room, but he had some of these notions that you know, hey, we, you know, too much. This is too much. Too much ice cream. Too much ice cream. But mm. uh, you know, the coaches certainly don't, um, you know, don't adhere to that. And you know, there there have been times when coaches have turned down uh, bowl games. Uh, yes. UCLA had a, yes. UCLA had a famous one back in the oh the late nineties. Uh, the the humanitarian bowl in Boise, Idaho, now the, the potato bowl uh, invited UCLA and they declined, uh, you know, the uh, the invitation, the athletic director, long time. I'm trying to think what his name was. It wasn't one of the current uh, 80s. It wasn't Dan Guerrero, but it was it was one back in the 90s who didn't believe that they deserved to go to a bowl mm-hmm. game. So, you know, on occasion, on occasion, there'll be uh, there'll be some of the critics within the you know, within the industry.
0: Well, last year, obviously with COVID, there were a lot of teams, pretty much everybody was invited. Everybody was bowl eligible and everybody was invited. a lot of teams turned it down for, you know, other reasons, obviously. And you get that there was a lot of fatigue based on the way the season unfolded last year. This year, obviously, I think, uh, again, as I said earlier, we don't have a sub 500 team going to a bowl game. Now you guys tell me, I know, I think the way they selected those is great. The academic progress uh, is a great idea if a team's five and seven to get to a If, you know, I think three is the max we ever had with five and seven teams that got in there with top three in academic progress. Um, But do you have any problem? Does it leave a bad taste in your mouth to have a sub 500 team go to a bowl game? Because it does for me.
2: I can speak from experience. And and, and commissioner knows, you know, our first bowl game, uh, we had Georgia State versus Mm -hmm. San Diego State, who was five and seven. San Uh, San Jose State, coach. San Jose State. State. That's right. San Jose State. Thank you. Uh, in San Jose State, uh, you know we we were I was happy. In fact, at the welcome party, I told the team because the AD when I told the AD, hey, we were happy to have you because you know he was a little sheepish. Right. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I said, you know, we are, and I, I and being a coach, I, you know, I, I think these kids need to be reminded that, you know, that things didn't go their way on the field. But, right. but the fact that they got it done in the classroom is why they're here. Yeah. And he said, would you please tell them that, remind them of that. So I did that, and I if congratulated I,
0: If them. I remember, all three of those teams won their bowl games, didn't they? Yeah. I think all three of the five and seven teams won. Nebraska beat, uh, I want to say, UCLA, I think. Um, speaking, and speaking of undeserving teams. Yes, they deserve to go to a bowl game. <laughs> I, I They Mark, were not very Mark, good. Mark, that, Mark
1: doesn't have his Nebraska red on the no, that he no. normally does. I, <laughs> that, I, was I sure. that was a little poke. I, I, shut
0: it, I shut it down mid season. I couldn't take it. It was just that this, this season was, I just could not take it anymore. It was, it was just, it was, it was like a movie. It was like a bad movie watching the reruns. I couldn't do it anyway. Um, this year, obviously a lot of enthusiasm about and coastal Carolina the last two years, a lot of enthusiasm about having them. That's gotta be fun for your bowl game.
2: Yes. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're excited to last year was their first bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, Jamie, uh, Chadwell said today that, uh, you know, but that was great last year at the Vietnam Bowl. We won our first bowl win. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said the press conference today. So they're looking for that. Uh, and it, it should be a great football game. Yeah. You know? uh, Grayson McCall is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, wouldn't shock me if he leaves after his junior year. And this is old football coach talking. I mean, right. he can get it done. And and Rocky Lombardi, no no relation to Vince. I asked him today, uh, but he is a uh, you know Michigan State transfer that led them to the greatest turnaround. I, and I'll remind people this. You know, people say, hey, "Why so many bowls?" This this guy led Northern Illinois University to the greatest turnaround in the history of college football. Yeah. But he's gone from a winless season and then the next season win their conference and then go to a bowl. Right. So another first for the Cure Bowls to, to host that kind of team. And that, that, that young man did a great job in his press conference as well. So I think it's really going to be a great game. I think CBS or somebody's got it ranked. The, number, you know, the Cure Bowl is the number 14th ranked game this year. I believe it's going to be a very good football game. Yeah, that, that's, those
0: are great stories. Um, let me ask both of you guys this. What, how's the college football playoff? If it expands to 12 teams, we expect it eventually will. How does that affectable? Do they add more games for that, or do they take exist,
1: existing bowls and implement them into the playoff? How are they going to do that, Carl? Well, I'll take a stab at it. What you know, what I think from a from an administrative standpoint, uh, the, the the athletic directors who make up that football management group, you know, they they have a vested interest in the current bowl system, right? And and I think that the reluctance to ever even go to a playoff. You know, it took it took a long time oh, to yes. get to that 14. Yeah. Well, it took a long time to get to the two team play. Yes, it did. And and once it went to four, it took a long time. And it's now going to be 10 plus years, if not a little bit more before four becomes eight or four becomes 12, whatever that mm-hmm. number might be. Mm-hmm. But I think there's always been in the back of everybody's mind. We we have to protect the bull system. And, right. you know, you never know when, you know, one of those power five teams you know, has a subpar season and there's a coaching change in that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they need that spot for that six and 16 or that seven and five mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, there's going to be a, a concerted effort to, to maintain it. Now how it is integrated into those, you know, six first round or four first rounds and followed by semis mm-hmm. and, right. and the, the total um you know the the bowls the bowls at the top, I think are going to have to have to alter their, just like the ones that are already in the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to become, you know, playoff. Part of playoff some part like of the, the, playoffs the the Gator Bowl and maintain and still maintain their you know their relevance, I guess, from a bowl standpoint. So you're talking tough, about the ga- tough to do
0: Gator Bowl and those kinds of teams. Those Peach years bowl, day, you know, yeah, some yeah, of the some of yeah, the ones. Already- Peach Bowl is already yeah. in, but the Gator right.
1: Bowl. Okay, you know, the, but you know, besides the, you know, the, and again, when we went to four teams, mm-hmm. we, we had to do that. Yeah. We got the Cotton Bowl, we got the Cotton Bowl back into the right select group, and added the Peach Bowl as the yep. as the additional one. And you know, there's now six bowls that mm-hmm. that are part right. of the playoff right. group. You know, does there become two more? And you know, what what are those two? Uh, yeah. so they'll be they'll be lined up, ready to to get in there. I'm sure.
0: Alan, how will that trickle down affect you guys? Do you think?
2: No, I, I don't think it'll it, the trickle down. Will help us that don't get a lot of ice cream. You know, we don't get a lot. Of... <laughs> We're getting, to, we are so getting Jim Delaney on this show. I don't care oh, what we yeah, have to do. I, <laughs> I, so... I've been in a football bowl association yeah. meeting when actually Jim didn't even sugarcoat it with his colleagues with ice cream. Mm-hmm. He just plain out said that not everybody deserves to go to a bowl. Uh, you know, this was when. You know there were I was he, he was really directing that at us because we were sitting there as the the newest mm-hmm. bowl, uh, but and, like, and I was and
1: I was on the podium, you know, advocating that we need you know there's there yeah. are people out there who want to put on bowl games. Yeah. We need to we need to lift the moratorium yeah. to yeah. you
2: know give the Cure Bowl and give the Sun Belt a, a chance. Yeah. 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 Well, it's always as you know in life, you know, like you guys talked about, a hundred years people have been talking about there's yeah. too many bowls. You know, in the beginning of time, it's been about the haves and the have-nots, right? Yeah. Even with yeah. Cain and Abel, the fight was about who had and who didn't. And and so the, it's no different. You know, Jim just didn't want to share his ice cream with everybody. Yeah. And uh, that's what's happening now. You know, the Power Five wants to continue to try to protect its turf. They know that there are deserving. They know, because you know, it's why... You know, Florida doesn't necessarily want to play UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl. You know right. why they just don't want to share the pie?
0: Well, ESPN has more ice cream than they know what to do with. We know that, right? <laughs> now, I'm not sure it's going to stay that way. Who knows? The yeah. landscape will change late, later on, but at the moment, ESPN is doing pretty well with their ice cream, and they have enough to share with with everybody else. They are obviously they need programming for one, but they're making money off this. They're not sure. they're not losing money on these things. So the the yeah. whole idea that that they can't share. And I don't know what where Delaney's coming from with that one. We, we, we will ask him when we have him on the show. Yeah, everybody's
2: Carl. sharing ice cream what they like. nobody right. selling fried livers. Or, that's know.
0: right. Exactly right. So that, that's a fascinating <laughs> way for him to look at that. I'm not sure. It's very <laughs> archaic in a lot of ways, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, no, I I just, I like (laughs) to think that college football and Carl and I've talked about the bad stuff a lot on this program. I mean, we're neither, neither ones are fans of NIL, the transfer portal, all that nonsense that's going on. But again, as Carl said, most wonderful time of the year right now, because everybody gets to celebrate everybody. Everybody's a winner in a bowl game. We've all been to bowl games. I've been to lots of them. And, and the the vibe is just positive regardless of if you win or lose. I mean, you want to win obviously, but uh, everybody has a good time there. and, And I'm sure in your place the experience for the players and the fans is more important than the outcome on the field.
2: Yeah. You know, we, we talk about a lot as an organization, uh, in one, because, you know, we are a group of five bowl there. We are the only city in the country, the city right. Right. in the proper city of Orlando, there are three bowls. Now yep. in the, in the Dallas central business district that includes Fort worth and Arlington and right. Frisco, right. you know, there are more bowls, but Orlando actually in the city limits yep. has three bowls. The only one in the country. And so, um, you know, for us, and
0: no ice storms in there like yeah, down in Dallas. right? Yeah.
2: For us, we we are about the cause, and so we, for, for us, in a, as a board, we look at it all the time that uh, we're a football game. And, you know, there's a fundraiser actually in a football yeah. game, yeah. yeah, which is a lot like what yes. the Rose Bowl was. You yeah. know, it was really the Rose Bowl parade that was yeah. the most important thing, and yeah. then the football football game was on the side. That's how it should be. But okay, but there on. are still there are still people in
1: pasadena those red coats who will say that the parade is still more important than the football game and and you you hear about you know the the traditionalists who you know they don't want to move out of that january 1 you know 2 p.m uh you know start time you know with the you know Keith Jackson and the San Gabriel Mountain uh, introduction. I mean that's that's the that's the tradition of that. So hey, back back when you're talking about the experience, and I'll give a give Coach Gucci a plug here. It it only took one year of of that experience, that student athlete experience, to trickle back to the Sun Belt Conference USA, the Mountain West, the teams that had played in that first game to go back. And, and for the ADs then, and the football coaches to say, hey, we'll go back to Orlando for the Cure Bowl, you know, anytime. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's got a great backdrop and it's, you know, you know the, the Cure Bowl has affiliated, um, you know, with, the, with one of the amusement sites there. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, there's a lot of, of that type of entertainment. But, uh, you know, what happens quickly is when a bowl gets a reputation for providing that you know, off the field experience in a positive way, it grows. And uh, yeah. you know, right now, I think that that the prestige that uh, that the Cure Bowl, not just because of what they do, you know, for the cause, but the the student athlete experience is, is awfully, awfully well done. And that's a tribute to Alan and, and his staff.
0: Now I'm going to throw something different at you guys. What about adding another bowl or two? I mean, because Carl, you you were in, you are involved in it, and I know, and Roger Kinney is a good friend of mine here in Denver. Who was trying to add the mile high bowl? Um, my my frustration with that only would be that college football just doesn't move the move the needle here for whatever reason. Colorado is it's a, obviously it's a Denver market, it's a Onco's market, but the the fervor for both Colorado State and Colorado isn't what it is elsewhere. Is that fair, Carl? I mean, it's just it it's is not, it it's not, is. And, not, and I
1: remember f- you know I remember when Roger you know put forth and mm-hmm. and that they there was a small group and mm-hmm. and you know they were putting up Mile High Stadium as the yeah. venue. Yeah, I I believe, and Alan Alan has had this same dilemma in Orlando. If the if Dick Sporting Goods Park yeah. had been the same thing. up and running at that time, and they had this 25,000 seat mm-hmm. soccer stadium as the venue, I think that that the the likelihood of Denver getting a bowl game back 15 years ago may have been you know may have been yeah. pretty good. And yeah. and more and more of these smaller stadiums. The Frisco, Frisco yeah. um, I know Houston has, 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 you know, been tempted to go into a, you know, into a soccer stadium, you know, Alan and the Cure Bowl went into the soccer stadium for two years, Alan, uh, maybe just one, maybe just one, but, uh, but I think that the, you know, the venue, you know, that, that 20 to 25,000 is a perfect, perfect size for a, for a quote, yeah. you know, group of five type uh type of bowl
0: yeah Dick Spourning goods park would be a fantastic place for a football game. I I, I totally agree. I mean it, it parking no problem with parking it's in it's easily accessible. It's a beautiful facility. Right. I it's just to me it's a shame they play soccer in there. I'm not a soccer I'm not a soccer guy. But um no it's a beautiful venue and I, I agree. Is there any possibility that they would consider adding another bowl or two down the road? Should I call Roger Kenning get him on the phone and say hey let's do this. <laughs> no what, call, what's your call take Baltimore Alan? you Lane should
1: you, you, you should <laughs> Yeah, Delaney's not around to, to uh, limit the right, amount of right, ice cream. But right. uh um Alan, you sit in the room with you know the, the 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 40 some odd you know executive directors of bowl games. Um, you know, I'll to ask you the tough question. Do you want to compete with another bowl game that uh that is vying for teams that you know that you might want?
2: Buying uh, mean, for ice cream. No, I yeah, it's just like anything, right? Gen- Delaney didn't want to share any ice cream with anybody, and none of those guys do. Everybody that's in the room, they want to close the door right behind yeah, them. He, he, he's talking about the bull, the bull guys. Yeah, yeah they, I know, they, I know. They were not. I can tell you, you know, they weren't yeah. happy to see me. They just weren't. The only person that was happy to see me was Car- was or Commissioner Carpent. Car- Car- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. And I- and Commissioner yeah. Car- uh, Mike Arrest. Yeah. yeah, so I, mean you know, yeah. I think that.
1: You know, has it reached its limit after a hundred years? Um, you know, interesting. And there was a bowl game added this three year, weeks yeah. ago, right? This year, yeah, just recently, to accommodate to accommodate two. one of those yep. or two of those six and six, six, and six teams. Six teams. teams. That's right. So that nobody would be so that nobody would be left out,
0: right? I remember and
1: that. That was unheard of. I mean, I know. three weeks I had, ago, yeah. Uh, we would have. There would have been times when you know, if the NCA would have allowed it, oh. that. You know, I could have gotten one of my commissioner mm-hmm. colleagues to say, okay, let's let's start a game here at the last minute. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but see, get, Carl, know, that's the, the state or whatever. That's
0: the one thing COVID proved doable, right? COVID made these last minute scheduling things doable. BYU and Coastal wouldn't have played last year if it wasn't meant for COVID, right? Obviously, hey, we both got this week off. Let's go play. And they did it. They made the, the idea of scheduling 12 years in advance kind of obsolete last year during yeah. COVID. So they can do it. And they did it in San Francisco this year. I think that's a great point um it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds i think the, the linchpin is what happened with the playoff it's a college remember playoff, that
1: was that was a bowl game that previously was went yes. out of, went out right, of business, business right two years ago maybe right. before covid right, so, right. so um, yeah it wasn't it was, it was not it was strictly a swim- it was strictly to a cut co- it was yeah. strictly to serve up a couple more bowls of ice cream
0: and that's cool i do you have a problem you with that bowls, i think it's great bowls of ice cream, bowls of ice cream. Here, here, he's clever too jim not just not just connected he's clever uh <laughs> All right. Um, He's doing his job, right? He, he, was, always, he, always he was doing
2: always. his job. Yeah. I'm
0: telling you, we are getting Jim Delaney on this show, and everybody's going to watch because, <laughs> because these two going at it will be – I'll just get out of the way, and it'll be awesome. Just hey, let me
2: know what it's going to be. Oh, I'd we like, certainly yeah. will. Yeah. We, we certainly will.
0: Hey, um, before we let you go, though, I want to ask you about uh, sponsorships of bowl games because that a lot of people, I don't want to call it that. It's, it's, it's the Orange Bowl. It's not the FedEx Orange Bowl, whatever. Um, you have a sponsor, Tail Greeter. I, I said it wrong at the beginning. Tail Greeter. Tell us about your sponsor real quick. And then I want to know your thoughts on generally how important a sponsor is to an event.
2: Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, Tail Greeter. What we like about Tail Greeter, and Nick at crap the, the, the CEO, is just an awesome guy. And uh, what we like about having them as our title sponsor is they are helping us drive traffic to the game. Because Tail Greeter, their business model is buying parking lots at, at events, and then they basically are setting up a house party. And charging everybody between, you know, depending on the event and the location, between 50, 75, 100 dollars ahead to come in and eat and drink all you want. You know, it's it's a it's a full inclusive party until the event starts. And, and so you don't have to pay, pay for, and you don't have to do any of the logistical work. You just uh, that's awesome. Party. And they're trying to drive people there. So we we love it. They're a great partner in that regard. Uh, but to answer your question, Mark, mm-hmm. about title sponsor, I mean, they are they are crucial. Uh, you know, they, they bring uh, obviously cash to the table, but also the ability, depending on the title sponsor mm-hmm. to do things like what tail Greeter is doing for us, drive people to the game. Uh, you know, uh, commissioner mentioned, uh, auto nation. And you know, that was amazing that we had AutoNation nation the first year for the first four years of our bowl. I mean, they helped launch it and auto nation in our situation, auto nation, for example, and Tailgreeter. uh, you know, they're, they have, they locked into the cause and they want right. to be a part. So auto nation, not only was paying to be the title sponsor, but they also committed to raising through their dry pink program. And you've seen those lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They raised a million dollars through the platform of the cure bowl for cancer research each year that they were there with us. So, really cool. you know, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're crucial, but I do think every bowl needs to keep its, uh, you know, identity. They, they, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, we're not going to change Cure Bowl, but we'll change that top to fit okay. whoever wants to be promoting us. And they want to join us in the corporate responsibility mm-hmm. of giving back to uh, the community. And uh, Mark, a, a brief,
1: a brief uh, sponsor history of mine. Uh, back in 2000, the WAC was was created a, a bowl game in San Jose again because we needed a bowl game to, mm-hmm. to accommodate our teams. And uh, the city of San Jose was embracing it, uh, but it was in desperate need of a title sponsor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you know, third party out with a marketing group, and they brought a, a, a sponsor to the table one day. And I'm sitting in a boardroom with the mayor of, of San Jose, the, the county commissioners, you know, some of the high-end guys in San Jose, and this group comes in wanting to be the title sponsor of the San Jose Bowl, and early, you know, early 2000 and the mayor of San Jose says, I'm not going to have a garbage company with <laughs> their name on our bowl game. That garbage company was waste management. management yeah. oh, they, turned down, they turned down waste management. A year later, the bowl goes out of business because they couldn't get
2: a bowl, uh, couldn't oh, get a title man. sponsor.
0: You know, it's funny to me. Some of them are, some of them are like the Rose Bowl has presented by, which is a nice way to present it. Others, like they had the Weed Eater Bowl, they didn't know where it's going to be. So I, I think Alan's <laughs> idea is right. Have your, have your title sponsors above, you know, presented by and all that. I, it, it works. Yeah. I think people get used to it. Hey, all the stadium stadiums are being are named that way. So why not play the, have the bowl game named that way?
2: Absolutely. All
0: right. Hey. Alan, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Appreciate. It. I know you got a busy couple days before your game on Friday night. Uh, I'm very excited for it. And then you get to relax and watch a whole bunch more bowls with a lot of ice cream for the rest of the bowl season,
2: right? Absolutely right. And I, I would be remiss not to thank Commissioner Carl Benson for all that he's done. To uh, oh, you're too kind, Alan. Uh, we would not I be here. Tell that.
1: Tell that national championship. Uh, you know. No, I think in your Congratulations. Uh-huh. You know the only. The I got only true head. national champion at UCF is their cheerleading team, coached by none other
2: than Linda Gooch. Oh I've, I've got see, I've got a title sponsorship there, Mark. She she changed her, the name of her bowl for me. She okay. used to be Linda Labby. Now she's Linda Gooch. Okay. There and you go. uh, <laughs> so That's... she has won four national championships. Always yeah. good to upgrade. Always good to upgrade. I, by Thanks, the way, Carl, I will away. pass that
0: along to Scott Frost, that, that information about UCF as well. Okay? <laughs> okay, that's All right. right. That's right. Thanks, so, Alan. Appreciate thank it very you. much. Thank we, you. Good we will to be, see you.
2: Commissioner.
0: We will be right. right back with, out with uh, Commissioner Benson's thumbs up and thumbs down. Stay with us. We'll be right back. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com.
1: Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Over the course of the last 10 years, as Mark Emmert has served as the president of the NCAA, as a former NCAA staff person, I've always done my best to support him, come to his defense as he's been criticized by the media, the public, and yes, even the NCAA constituents themselves for his lack of leadership. But last week when he stated that the most difficult job in the country today is being a college president, I, along with the masses, stopped and said, what did he say? During my career as a commissioner, I worked with over 75 college presidents and chancellors. And while I must acknowledge that those jobs are tough, but the most difficult, and while I'd like to give Prez Emmert the benefit of the doubt that he simply meant to say one of the most difficult jobs in the country, I have to give him my thumbs down for the week for being tone deaf to what is happening in this country outside of intercollegiate athletics. And that's my thumbs down for the for the week, Mark. You don't have a thumbs up? No thumbs up today. No, you know, just the bowl. Week. You know, Jim Delaney. Jim Delaney in the, uh, in the ice cream bowl. We
0: are getting him on this show. I don't <laughs> care what it takes. It's going to be too good. We got to do it. All right. That got will be it. must watch or must see, whatever you want to call it. Must got to tune into that one. Hey, Carl, appreciate it. Enjoy the bowls this weekend. I know we get to start with Army Navy last week. Enjoy some bowl games. and We'll talk next week. You got it. All right. There he goes. Carl Benson the commish here on Knutson, the commish stay with us. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V
2: on YouTube.